Hello, my friends, and welcome to this edition of the New World Kirtan Podcast. It's Wednesday, February 3rd, 2016. I'm Kitsy Stern, and I produce this show as an act of love and service to our global Kirtan family. It's also an audio journal of my spiritual journey through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. Well, in case you haven't heard, Kirtan CD Bhakti Without Borders has been nominated for a Grammy Award for Best New Age Album this year. Kirtan artists have been nominated for Grammy Awards before. Jayutal and Krishna Das have both gone to the show, and KD was the first Kirtan artist to play at the Grammys in 2012. You can see his performance on YouTube, and it's cool because somebody yells Jai Ma at the very end. <laughs> the 2016 Grammys are Monday, so I was really happy to get Kirtan's most recent nominees on a Skype call earlier this week to talk about what it's like to be a nominated artist a week out from the awards. Artist Madi Das was in Australia, and Dave Stringer, who produced the CD, was in L.A. So I've had their Bhakti Without Borders CD on repeat for over a week now, and I just can't get enough of it. It's exquisitely crafted, and it features Madi Das singing duets with 10 different singers from the Vaishnava tradition. All have been steeped in the Sanskrit and Bengali chants since childhood, and Madi's mellow baritone voice blends effortlessly with each singer. The duets showcase the power of male and female voices blending together in harmony. Shiva and Shakti, deeply devotional, steeped in bhav, and infectious. I love hearing all the different influences, some popping up in the most unexpected places. And what's even better is that this CD is pioneering a new way of funding music, using it as an instrument for change. Bhakti Without Borders was crowdfunded and all proceeds go to a girls' school in Vrindavan. It's a remarkable effort, and some of these tracks give me chills when I listen. My talk with Madi and Dave was a lot of fun, and it went down a lot of different roads. And as usually happens, a lot of the interesting bits had to be edited. But it did spark the need for a broader conversation about how we in the Kirtan community can support our musicians so they can support themselves and continue to make the music that inspires us. I'll have more about this later, but in the meantime, go show your support for the guys and buy a copy of Bhakti Without Borders. You'll be getting a CD of great music, and you'll be supporting a great cause. 100% of the profits will go to support the Sandipani Muni School in Vrindavan. So let's support Madi and Dave with positive thoughts and by buying their CD. And I'll post the link to the live stream of the Grammy Awards at the New World Kirtan website on Monday. There's an interview with the Kirtan Rabbi coming up. And a new fresh track set is almost finished. So have a love-filled Valentine's Day, my friends. And until next time, namaste.
Well, today I am just so very happy to welcome Madi Das and Dave Stringer. And we are here a week before the Grammys, and they must be just a little bit excited because their CD, uh, Bhakti Without Borders, has been nominated for a Grammy for Best New Age Album. (laughs) (laughs) It's so out of left field, you know, it was the last thing we ever expected when we were making the record. So um, it's it's the first, it's Madi's first record, and it's actually the first record I ever produced. So there's some aspect of beginner's luck or beginner's mind at present here. Oh man, I I there's there's something behind it because it's such I mean there are so many things that are different about it. Well, first of all, tell me how you how you met Marty. How did you meet Dave? Um, I met Dave through one of my singer friends, Karnamrita. Um, oh right, oh I love when, her. Yeah, so actually she was initially going to be on the album, but then she got ill. Um, oh. So we had to make some last minute adjustments. But but she, I was looking for a producer and she had only high praise for Dave Stringer, um, who she'd collaborated with on a different album. Um, and so we met and uh, it was like meeting my long lost producer counterpart from a different life. Um, and the album resulted, you can see uh, it was a great collaboration. Oh, it was a great collaboration. And um, I love the vision for it, uh, that um, uh, that it, you crowdfunded it, right? And, yeah. And so the yeah. whole thing, yeah, yeah. So tell me, uh, if, Madi, tell me a little bit about your musical background, because there are so many different influences in this. And it, it, it seems to be such a, a, a mix of, of musical styles, but it's really beautiful. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? Well, I, I guess I would say I'm kind of a third culture kid, which is that I grew up in India, but also my parents are from the West. Um, and I, I grew up kind of in an ashram, uh, a boarding school, um, learning kirtan music, um, in, in India, but my parents were based in Ireland. So I would go back there in the summers when it would get too hot. Um, and, and, and all the other singers on the album also share this kind of, um, upbringing, you know, the Vaishnav tradition upbringing of bhakti with kirtan. So you'll hear kind of in the singing of a, of a real comfort with the, the lyrics. There's no struggling to pronounce the Sanskrit or the Bengali. It's just kind of what we've grown up with. It's the language we we, we are very familiar with. Um, and then you, usually after growing up in that tradition, there comes a period of, I guess, the, the, the Amish equivalent would be Rumspringer, where you kind of leave your community and go out into the world and listen to Dixie Chicks or, <laughs> you know, Metallica or whatever you have. Um, and that in turn informs, you know, the, the music of uh, of our childhood. So you'll hear this kind of mix of, for me specifically, a bit of a folk, Celtic, you know, combined with traditional Indian, uh, you know, phrasing. Uh, and each one of the musicians have their own, you know, like Achuta has more of a soul vibe and Garangi has more of a, a pop flavor that they bring to, 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 to the singing, which kind of gives it a, a whole range of color. Yeah. You can hear, I thought that was really fascinating that all, all of you guys were raised with Kirtan as, as a, as second nature to you, but then you were also all influenced by Western music. And this CD is a result of all that. Uh, it's just, I was just saying before we started, you know, it's, 
it's just exquisite um, on so many levels. Uh, you can enjoy it on so many levels. And it's, I found myself just wanting to sing it and sing it, you know? Um, anyway, and, and the women that you, uh, that you are singing with, that, that you're singing the duets with, um, some of them, if the record, if the CD had not been funded the way it was, which was purely by donation for, for a charity, which I, I want to ask you about, we probably would not have heard these women. Is that correct? That they, that yeah, they think, yeah, 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 that, that, that's true. So this, this is, a, you know, it's a broader conversation, but, but within the cure community, there is differences of opinion with, uh, you know, there's the, the artists who need to make a living so that they can survive and support their families and go about their lifestyles. Uh, and then there's, you know, um, Kirtan artists who feel like it should all be just donation and Kirtan should be free. Um, and, and Dave and I have our own, you know, take on, on where the balance should lie. But but um, a lot of our uh, singers uh, were are very strict uh, Vaishnavs who refused to be to do um, Kirtan for money. Um, and and so consequently have never recorded an album because it takes money to make an album, which mm-hmm. they it needs to be repaid. Um, and so this was an opportunity to actually get them to record uh, because, uh, and this is kind of where I come down on it. I think, you know, they could record and then, you know, sell that album and the funds would go to charity. So it's a way of, of still making uh, the consumer responsible and allowing them to also do some charity work in the world um, without the artists feeling like they, they if they have that uh, requirement of not taking money for their music, they can still be uh, true to that. Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I love that you guys crowdfunded it and that. Um, and so, um, you know, this is part of a, a greater conversation about supporting musicians within this community. Well, um, the truth is, you know, even in the historically Kirtan singers, many of them actually did get paid. Um, it, people might not have been charged to go to Kirtans because often a wealthy individual would pay the band and make it possible for the musicians to be there. But if you are spending all your time making music, you, you have no other means of, of paying your bills. And so there have been for centuries professional Kirtan singers. It's just that people have never necessarily seen the financial mechanism behind it because they've been sponsored privately. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, is that uh, now it kind of leaps into the open. I can fully understand and respect that for some singers, especially if they live in an ashram environment, and that uh, they're not needing to be supported by this music, and so offering that can be their seva. And there are also many people who lead kirtans locally in their communities and also offer it as seva. Um, But as Madi pointed out, when you start to get into the expenses of making records and touring, um, the money has to come from somewhere. So there's a there's a much bigger discussion going on in the Kirtan community about, you know, the Dharma of, you know, right livelihood with this. And uh, the beautiful thing is, is that this record manages to split the difference. It's both a professional production, but it's for the benefit of a charity. So somehow it allows us to have the best of all these worlds. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's, it's perfect. It just seems to be a really great balance. Right day, right day, go 
Well, then tell me a little bit then about uh, the charity that Sales from Bhakti Without Borders supports. So this is a school um, in Vrindavan uh, where I grew up. And so I've always had a little bit of a, a, a guilty conscience about my uh, white privilege uh, growing up there and then being able to come back to America, whereas a lot of my dear friends who are Indian just stayed there. Um, and one of my friends who's from Italy actually stayed there to start a school uh, that helps local children and specifically girls. Um, and so, you know, when I went back to, in 2005, I visited the school and I thought it was such a wonderful way to just give back, back to the community that uh, my wife and I, we started sponsoring um, a couple of kids um, which anybody can do uh, even now. Um, and it's, it's a, a really a, a small amount that goes a long way. Uh, but even then it just really didn't feel like we were, we were making the impact that we could. So the Kirtan Shakti project was a way to say, okay, well, what if everybody, you know, paid for something that they already enjoy like music? Um, and we had that money kind of all those little amounts put together could create a greater impact, um, for the school by um, funding education for these girls. And it, it's a way of like, you're listening to Kirtan, which comes from this town, and you're giving back to the town. A lot of people go to India to take something away. And here was an option for us to, to give back to the rich, rich tradition that, that we're um, enjoying. Adi and I spent months doing the prep, the writing, the construction, so that we went into the studio with a very clear idea about the shape of the song. So then it began to be a matter of getting with the musicians and uh, and and defining, you know, some of the arrangement aspects of it. Um, the bass was added later by Sri Shyam, who's an old old friend of uh, of Madi's, uh, who lives in uh, the East Bay in California now in Berkeley, I think. Um, but then the whole issue of who the duets were. Obviously, we wanted as much as possible to have Madi sing live with the the other singer for logistical reasons that was not always possible um fortunately uh i have a pretty you know a significant tour schedule and i was out and about in the world so fortunately i was going to be both in europe and in australia so with tracks in hand um i recorded uh, the sessions in Sydney and um, and in London uh, with those singers. So I was present for that. There were also some occasions when I was gone and Madi was here and there were sessions going on in, in, in the United States in uh, <laughs> Los Angeles. So we're kind of communicating by Skype all over the world. Uh, one session went down in Delhi and neither of us was there. So 
I worked with the singer on Skype about like where she should sing and what the phrasing should be and what the vibe was. And, you know, she did the tracks, sent them back to us and we edited it. So it was wow. kind of a big, big deal keeping track of the whole thing in terms of the worldwideness of it. But it, it, it did start with Madi and I getting together, you know, you know, a night or two every week for, for a period of time and slowly building up the, you know, focusing the songs. But how appropriate for a worldwide audience to have to have this worldwide presence in this CD? I mean, it's it it's amazing, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, and logistically, that uh, I mean, you know, there's a, a lot not to like about technology, <laughs> but technology made this possible. And um, wow, yeah, that's, it, that's it, great. It's a modern record in that way. And it's interesting, even in terms of the influences of it. Um, We've all heard plenty of music where the Indian stuff is kind of an outfit people are putting on. Um, But in this case, the singers and Mahdi uh, especially grew up in it. So they're conversant culturally both in in Indian and Western culture from the mm-hmm. get go, it's mm-hmm. just assumed that these are these are languages that you can speak. These are colors that you can play with. So mm-hmm. it's not something that's added. It's something that's already kind of baked in from the beginning. So in a sense, it's kind of a post world. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you saying that because really the the um, the music is very accessible, um, very accessible and and singable, and the harmonies are just. Uh, infectious um, and and contagious. They stay, it stays with you. And that to me, you know, the kirtan that stays with me that I find myself singing like later on after I've listened to it, that's, that's the hook. That's, that's when I know it's good when it's doesn't go away. Yeah. Because essentially kirtan music is pop music. I know there's some people that feel like you know, no, this is sacred music as if like where I mean, where where's the boundary between sacred, sacred and the popular, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but my understanding is that how Kirtan arose in the first place, it was a vast popular movement. And the idea was that these mantras would be infectious, that they would get stuck in your ear so that you'd <laughs> sing them over and over again. That is the essence of pop music. So for us to approach a Kirtan record with that assumption isn't any kind of violence violation of the tradition it it is the tradition yeah that's really good to keep in mind that this was always always meant to be accessible it was it's for the people it's for people who don't have time to spend hours in meditation you know they got to get it done <laughs> householders meditation right. um, they effective say, effective they say singing's the fastest way huh. and that ecstasy is contagious so there we go yeah uh, it's the it's the fastest way. I mean, I've been meditating for a long time, and I've never reached. I mean, kirtan is a really special way to get there, and it's so much fun. You know, how can you how can you not love to sing music like this? You know, and and dance to it, and uh, it's just it's just wonderful stuff.
what's next for you guys? Marty, what are you, what are you going to do? Well, um, it's an interesting question because uh, we're, we're kind of down the rabbit hole. I, uh, <laughs> but I, I do, you know, I'm excited about the possibility of continuing to make music that um, supports social change, uh, social causes. Um, you know, initially when, when I started this project, uh, I thought, oh, we'll just put a, a, a pitch video on Indiegogo and, and see what happens. Hopefully, you know, I'll get lucky and, and we won't have any funding and so I won't have to do this. <laughs> I've kind of been the reluctant participant that, you know, it keeps the, the goalposts keep moving and we successfully crowdfunded and we made an album and then, you know, it was released and then now with the Grammys. And so, you know, we're, we're just kind of riding the wave um, and excited for more and more people. I mean, it, it, the, the global reach of this project has really just continued to build, uh, you know, our, our remix, was, which we're about to release, was done by Shrikology on the East Coast. We have a music video that was filmed in Amsterdam and Latvia by dancers there. Um, and so just you know, corralling this pool of global talent and then channeling it into, um, you know, music and, and, and funds for, for social, social causes is really what I'm about. And I'm really excited. And I, I think Dave also, um, is working on a little something that he might be willing to unveil soon. Well, I'm constantly working on other things. Um, I, I have to say what I find kind of hilarious about this project is Monty comes into it, like really not really with any particular expectations, uh, you know, just grateful to have funded it. As far as my understanding goes, his wife was like, okay, let me, he's going to get this record out of his system and then we'll, <laughs> we're just going to go back to our lives, you know? And then we find out we're nominated for Grammys. So it just keeps on going, you know? And, um, yeah, it threw it threw us for a little. I mean, I actually was not awake when they announced the Grammys, and and Dave was somewhere over the Pacific Ocean, um, and he landed. Yeah, actually, and, and you tell my, it, Dave. My experience is I had just come back from an Australia tour, and and you know it 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 sounds great on paper, and and I love playing concerts, but there is a point when you've just spent three months on tour when you're just done and tired, and it and no matter how joyful the whole experience might have been at the end of it, you're just like, oh, what am I doing with my life? I need to rethink <laughs> this, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I was having one of those dark night of the soul moments somewhere in the mid Pacific. Thinking, all right, well, that's it. This was the last tour. You know, I don't think I can continue, keep doing this. I've been on the road for 15 years. I, I got to rethink, right? I get off the plane at Los Angeles International Airport, turn on my phone, and it blows up with people congratulating me <laughs> and Bobby on, like, our Grammy nomination. And I went, oh, God, I guess I'm not done. All right. On we go. Um, and, and to me, it feels like there's something like grace in this um, because there's not guile. There's not like there was never an intention, you know, we're going to do this. But there, there are a lot of things I've learned from it. And, um, and, you know, back to the commerce part of this, I realized that, you know, people want to do good. They want to benefit. Uh, humanity. And so for artists to align themselves with causes that are transformative, there's a powerful union there that can be made. And when I think about like what could change the world, uh, I think it actually starts with education. I mean, that's one reason why I'm really behind this record is that um, until 50% of the world's population 
um, is fully empowered, and that can only come through education. We can't really change things. We need everybody's energy and imagination and resources available. Um, so uh, we can debate specifics and policies for a long time, but until everybody is educated, there's not much that we can do. Um, we're kind of, you know, an engine that's that's not firing on all pistons. So um, I know for me, you asked about the future. I would say that almost everything that I do in the future is probably going to be aligned with some cause or another um, because it gives a broader sense of community and purpose and meaning to the music that I'm making. Um, I think that there is a potentially much bigger audience for, I guess, what I'd call conscious music um, than, than we're really seeing. I, I voted in the Grammys for the first time this year and was stunned at how many Christian contemporary, et cetera, c categories there are, right? Yeah. And yet music that has mantras in it or refers to more Eastern variants of spirituality is largely confined to either the new age or the world categories. And it doesn't really fit in either. Um, so I feel like there's a, a much bigger market than we're actually really experiencing about it. Um, I just produced a record for an English singer-songwriter named Sheila Nichols, who might be familiar to people who listen to Kirtan and that she did a duet with me back in the day on my record Mala called Govinda Jaya Jaya, which is like... Is that a, who that was? Yeah, that's who that was. And she's a, a totally distinctive... She has a totally distinctive voice. And she uh, kind of stepped away for, you know, seven years uh, to have a child and is back with a record in English that um, is really, really insightful, deeply spiritual, but not like at all new age. You know, um, people tend to make new agey records that celebrate, oh, like we are one, you know, and that's a nice thing. But uh uh, if you're always having that experience, I mean, I, to me, the yoga process or the process we're involved in is also one of inquiry. Sheila's uh, record asks a lot of questions and uh, and I find that really powerful. So those are the kinds of things I'm doing. Um, uh, I've been working on some other kirtan things, too, with um, with some of the usual suspects uh, with with. With Sheila Bringy and Miles Shrewsbury and Patrick Ritchie, and um, I'm also like, looks like I'll be producing some records for some other Kirtan singers too, because it was a really enjoyable process to do Bhakti Without Borders. Nityananda Goranga 
doing on Monday? I know the people listening to this are going to be wondering <laughs> what you're going to be doing on Monday. <laughs> well, I never thought I'd be rolling to the Grammys Hare Krishna style, you know, just going to be interesting. Um, we're both we're both picking out our outfits. Um, I think, Madi, what are you wearing? <laughs> I am wearing a Hugh Hefner inspired Indian formal wear as some burgundy uh, as part of it, burgundy what? Um, burgundy velvet, or ooh, you know. ooh, very, so very it's, retro. It's 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 part formal suit. Um, I'm hoping people don't conjure up an image of a bathrobe, but uh, it's I've committed to it, and it's happening. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I'm, take some I'm a, oh, there'll be pictures. Uh, I'm actually a little bit more plain hipster producer here. So um, I do have a you know, black tie outfit as well, but I think I'm going to be pairing it with cool sneakers and uh, obviously you know, my own trademark kind of headgear. So I don't know. We, we debated about whether anybody could actually wear a turban concluded no. Um, but uh, cool hat. You know, Indian flourishes, a little, you know, a mala sticking out from underneath, you know, uh, won't hurt. So um, it is rock and roll. And uh, so we're allowed to take some liberties with black tie. That said, you uh, you guys are trailblazers. There's there's no one in this. I mean, this is like this is such a great day for our Kirtan community. I mean, you guys, wow, we're all just going to be really rooting for you and of course we want to know if you're going to be going to any parties and oh we're going we're to going, we're going to all the parties we have a, you go to all we the have parties. A weekend <laughs> we have a full weekend of parties even before the grammys so saturday and sunday are quite scripted with lots of meet and greets um and actually grammy day on monday is quite grueling because uh the ceremony there's two ceremonies. The one where we, and really the bulk of the Grammys, uh, are, are awarded is in the afternoon from, I think, 1230 to 3. Ah. Uh, and then there's a little break, and then there is the live telecast. I think the, the earlier session is is streamed on the internet. Then there's yeah. a live telecast uh, from the Staples Center at 5, I think 5 to 8. And that's where all the big spectacle stuff will be. Um and so we're going to that. Um, and uh, and then after that, there's the gala parties and we're going to that. Hopefully, you know, with our, you know, statuettes in tow or whatever, um, people have told me it's a blast. And, you know, whether we win or not, I mean, who knows? This may be the only trip to the Grammys. So I plan to have a great time. Oh, totally have a great time, man. That's like a once in a lifetime
like <laughs> this is like re- it's like really exciting. It's exciting for all of us, and um, we'll all be there with you in spirit. So. Well, hopefully we're we're going to get one for the team in the sense that this is the first time it's it's only the third time I think a mantra record has been nominated and if we win it'll be the first time any mantra record has ever won. I I hope if if we do win that it's a win for Kirtan for the conscious music movement itself and um and also for like the grassroots, you know, in that this was crowdfunded that I mean there's so many there's so many directions to bow in if we uh if we if we get a grammy for this record yeah well the fact that this this particular cd has gotten so much attention i think can only be good for the discussion and also for bringing up this model in other instances and 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 madi the kirtan shakti project uh, is that kind of the umbrella for the for this idea yeah so the the the, the kirtan shakti project is you know um it was the purpose of it is to raise funds to educate um, girls from underprivileged uh, parts of the world. Um, and Bhakti Without Borders is the, the first album that that came out of that. Well, I'll, I'll be looking forward to seeing what else comes out of it. And uh, I invite um, listeners to go and check out the Kirtan Shakti Project. Check out the website. There's also lots of information about Bhakti Without Borders there. So um, thank you so much for being on and know that we are with you on Monday yes. night. And, and you can actually, you should be able to stream it. So if, if you guys all, whatever your prayer beads or your, your favorite yoga pose or <laughs> Kundalini that you can rock to put out the good vibes. Um, what time, you know, what time is it going to be on? 1230, 1230 uh, Pacific. Um, yeah. On, on, on Monday, the February 15th. Um, and I, I guess we can send you information though if you want to include along with your podcast. Yes, for, yes, do that. that. That'll be great. Sing her day, sing her day.